Ladies and gentlemen, Doc and Prof is presented by nothing. Just kidding. Everything. Oh, just kidding again. Doc Leesner here, the podcasting beast from the Eats with the Professor John Gotti, the game you the Troll Masters, the Analyzer, the of his own fate. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Terminator. Oh, and by the way, the cleaner. Not batting. Clean up. But the cleaner. Last night, the Astros was is in the land of the free, but last night it was the home of the breeze. Hmm. I am the best podcasting machine, least hype machine. Always tranquilo as the wise man of our tribal chief, Doc and Idilo. How are you doing? It's Wednesday. I'm just a small town guy. I'm doing good, though. Yeah, it's, I think we're going <laughs> to get dinged by Journey because of that. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're just trying to take a journey through these World Series, through these power rankings, and through the beta monks. Yeah, um, always a journey. I unfortunately went to sleep around the six, but I was telling you before I finally decided to knock out for the night because it decided to rain. I got it. You know, I am when I'm when it's raining mm-hmm. outside. I'm just gonna sleep. <laughs> but when it's cold outside, but I was yep, saying I one of the issues that I was seeing immediately. I mean, everyone was pointing to uh, the the starting pitching for the Astros. But it was really the hitting. They couldn't really get on base. They, yeah. they really couldn't get on base. And that kind of, mm. you know, put them behind the eight ball for a bit. Yeah, and I, I, I tried to hang on myself. Um, you know, I think I told you I had some of that uh, realm alternative, right? Some of that realm alternative and coke, which is really good, by the way. Um, hopefully we can get them to sponsor the show. That would be fantastic. Um, but I won't say their names until they pay us, right? Helen, Helen, can you uh, go ahead and actually no? Can you send that to Scott? Scott, yeah, Scott, Scott. yeah, Scott. yeah. Send that to Scott. Helen uh, <laughs> has she's way standing too there. Much work I mean, she's standing there. Helen has way I mean, too much work to do to make sure to curb a lot of things like that. <sighs> I mean, she's that. standing there watching me, right? Because of our show yesterday, which you know, obviously we had a lot of explicit, quote unquote, explicit words being used. You can't use those words on air, dog. Whatever, Helen. You. You. But I digress. It was a good game. Um, I also stayed probably to about sixth inning. Um, mm-hmm. Like I told you, there was some really good pitching. Really, the pitching blunders, right? Oh, my God. They're about to, you know, the Astros are about to pull their starting pitcher. And, yeah, they, you know, they, they had to kind of do it. He he had two innings uh, pitched. Uh, we were talking oh about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, which yes. I literally was like, okay, if they don't pull him at the end of the, of the second inning, like this could be a very, very long. I mean, it just wasn't working. And they were and about he, to pull and, him. That's the part and, that and he, Well, the problem is he actually had to dig into his curveball so soon, like he just couldn't mm. establish a base in his pitching. Yeah. Right, like you I know, told but, you, I mean, also the Braves pull out lost. The show. Well, and also their Braves lost their starting pitcher as well, too. I mean, and he was trending yeah. all over Twitter because 
he got he finished the inning on a broken right. freaking leg. And, uh, and and I had to yeah. have some fun with that. Uh, uh, shout out to her angle, you know, tag right. on a few posts saying, you know, he out what there, he out there getting getting strikeouts on our broken freaking leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, he's but, but big shout out to him though, and you know, we hope that he recovers. Um, yeah, you know, that was as quickly uh, as possible. Morton, Morton. Was, yeah, Charlie was Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a good job. I mean, three strikeouts. Uh, he got one. He only had, gave him one hit. You know, yeah. uh, two people got on base. Uh, obviously, you know, he had two, you know, the two innings. I think it was two innings and an out uh, before he hurt his leg. Yeah. Um, they they credit him with 2.1 innings pitched. Yeah, that's two innings but, and uh, one out. Yeah, uh, which really, really stinks because um, he was pitching really well. But I just felt bad for the Astros pitcher because, like I said, Valdez, they were literally just about to pull him out of the game for that two, that two-run homer. Um, I mean, it was a, a rocket too. <laughs> I mean, also <laughs> shout out to Joe Buck, man. Joe Buck. No, um, I mean, no, I know he's no, no, not can't even, give a shout out to Joe Buck. No, no forget. Joe I think Buck. Joe Buck does a great job. Uh, Joe Buck. He does a really good job, man. Come on. I have a bias Joe's against man. Joe Buck, but you can give him a shout out. Yeah, shout out to Joe Buck. That, I'm gonna one take going. off the headset while you give him prop. Like that's how serious I am. I'll about. give you I'll give you the thumbs up once I'm finished it. You know, shout out to Joe Buck. I mean, I thought he did a really good job calling the game. Um I, you know, usually when you hear an announcer or you hear a commentator, you think, you know, hey. I'm only thinking about that sport. Like when you hear, you know, like the Albert brothers, right? Marv Albert, you hear Marv Albert calling something different. You know, you think, man, basketball, basketball. Uh, but shout out to Joe Buck. I didn't think football when Joe Buck was commentary, commentating. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job. And we're going to bring Johnny back in right now to, to commence the Joe Buck shout out. Um, but shout out to him. Shout out to the Braves for winning game one. I'm back. <laughs> um, obviously, game Joe two. Joe Buck, you think I'm a hero, Joe Buck? I am not a hero. <laughs> oh, God. But game two tonight at 8. It's just 8.09. I guess mm-hmm. that's the time that they no, get so started. First pitch is going to happen, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens game two. See if the yeah, Astros can bounce be, back. It should be a bounce back game. Um, I don't think... Because the Astros have some great hitters. So I don't think they're going to have the type of night they had anymore. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, Altuve uh, struck out three times like that. He did. It and it was crazy. That It's funny. And I'm glad you said that. It, it, it we'll move on to football. But the last – one of the last innings that I saw, he came up. And I, I didn't notice him come up. I think I missed his previous strikeouts. But the one that I saw right before the fifth, sixth inning, he came up to the plate. I mean, a full set of energy. He's spitting. He's he's winging that bat around, and you know he's he's got it going. And then that boy pop flied so fast, and I yep. was like, oh my goodness, this is the type of night that they're having. It I was mean, like the this quickest was, this pop was fly a chess ever. game. This was a chess mm-hmm. game. Uh, really, really good. But uh, we'll see what happens game two between the Astros and the Braves. Um, and we'll go from there. But let's get to the gridiron, Johnny. Let's get to this Monday night game uh, that we didn't get a chance to talk about, obviously, due to uh, the dark side of the ring with that scum 
bag. I mean, if you ask a lot of people, this this game was also pretty dark sad because a lot of people no, it was, were uh... intrigued by it because they was expecting, you know, a high scoring affair or you know a blowout at least. I don't think so. Um, I mean, the Saints had opportunities, uh, big opportunities down the field. Um, obviously, you chose the Saints. I chose the Seahawks for good reason. I mean, clearly 13-10, we, we did a good job with mm-hmm. our predictions. Um, I think you said that it would be a deep pass. I think that would end them. Um, well, Jameis definitely took his shots. Yeah, um, I mean, it could have been right, but, you know. It should happened. have been right. Drops. The routes were cut off. EFL e- legend, EFL Trey legend, Con Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, he only had one catch for 11 yards, but the three targets that he had were really big because one was down the field. Another one, he got called for offensive pass appearance. Yep. Um, but shout out to Alvin Kamara, who just continues to, you know, rack up yards. Um, the play that they scored in the first half, Jameis gets the snap. The ball is literally touching the ground. He picks it up and throws it to Alvin Kamara, who runs it in for the score. That's typical Jameis Winston fashion. I mean, what's not typical Jameis Winston fashion is the fact that he ended the game with two sacks, one TD, and no interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody said he's on pace to have 40 touchdowns and only like 10 or 13, 10, 10 to 13 interceptions. So yep. uh, he's definitely cut it down. But again, they're not asking him to do anything crazy. Exactly. Um, this is his, you know, he's, again, he's not trying to win the game on every throw. Well, he's not he's trying to throw some run balls either, because even those True. deep, deep passes that he was throwing last night, those some times. They were. They were. And they should have been caught. Beautiful passes. Yeah. Well, we know, like I said, we know Jameis has the, the talent. The skills to pay the bills. Yeah. Just a matter of, you know, him making the right reads. And I guess that's the difference between obviously him and Drew is that, you know, Drew is one read, two read, check, check it down. Or, or I mean, in this situation, Jameis can run, which he did. I, wanna, uh, I think he ran a couple times last night. He actually yeah, ran eight, eight times. Eight times for 40 yards. Yeah, which is perfect. That's perfect for Jameis, you know, get him out of there. He got he can move his legs. Um, I saw the leadership ability, him yelling at Trey Quan Smith about something. Probably I feel, that I feel, I feel like people people just want to just be more Jameis Winston, but he's actually having a really good season this year. Yeah, he is. Uh, there's no question about it. Like I said, I didn't have any issues with Jameis, but you already know me. It's like I know once you know, once a guy leaves your team I mean, that, to you. Yeah, like I, I could care less at this point. Like, you know, it is what it is. Okay. But James Winston right now, uh, 1,114 passing yards. Um, he's got 89 for 151, which is pretty good for him. You know, almost mm-hmm. a, a 50, you know, uh, 59% completion rating, 13 touchdowns, uh, three interceptions, 102.4 rating. Um, doing really good. He has 11 passes over four yards, and he's only been sacked 11 times, which is it's, it's actually really, really good. Um, you know, compared to some of the other quarterbacks, you think about it, um, the most sacked right now, Justin Fields, obviously, after getting destroyed this weekend, and, and the other one at 22, and that stinks because he didn't even start the season as a starter. So yep. the fact that he had 22 sacks against him already is pretty rough. Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Sam Donald, 
uh, all have 21 sacks as well. Uh, so the fact that James, that means James is getting the ball out of his hands faster. You know, he's not, you know, holding the ball, which is one of the things that he done, he had done frequently in Tampa. So uh, he's definitely playing better. Um, I'll give him credit. I'm curious to see, you know, how, you know, they spank us this week. Uh, we'll go over our predictions, of course, on Friday, but uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to spank us up, right? I'm not, I'm not Aren't doing you? this with you. I'm not doing this with you. This okay. isn't happening. All right. Okay. Let's get so I guess we'll, we'll move on to power rankings. Uh, remaining number one, we have the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, who obviously got a new weapon in Zach Ertz, and he caught a 47-yard touchdown um, which is crazy, right? Because that's a career long for him. Well, because he usually get a lot of his touchdowns in the red zone. Red zone, yeah. So, I mean, you have that. Obviously, you, you had the storyline between um, obviously the former Houston players, JJ and Hopkins, going and getting their quote unquote revenge. I mean, a college team get revenge on the Texans. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not gonna touch that one. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say something controversial yeah. for once. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. I think it's good for you to say that. Go ahead, Johnny. Do number it. two, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were number three last week. Tom Brady mm-hmm. leading the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns with 21 touchdowns this season. No, definitely dominating, man. Um, I'm surprised we moved up because, I mean, although we won 38 to three, I think uh, we left right. a lot of points. It was a it was a very convincing win, even though there were mm. a lot of points. I'm I'm not looking at it as Doc being a Bucks fan. Oh my god, they I'm left a lot of points on the board. Of course they did, but I mean, you can say that for yeah. almost any team in any game this this season, like. There's always nah, going to be time no, for no, no, points no. in the field. No. But no, they beat a no. you know, relatively pretty good defense in the Bears. That's it, relatively. Relatively. Yeah, relatively is really important here. That's, that's why I'll I chose it. that. That's why they say it good. No, I'll allow it. We'll see. Uh, I think if and, we beat the Saints, and the Bucks which, defense, I don't think so. And the Bucks defense just absolutely you know, swarmed for Justin Fields. Yeah, if we can if we can muster up you know a similar offense against the Saints, then I think we'll deserve that number two slot. Uh, but I don't think we would fall too far if we lose. The no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But then you have the number three Buffalo Bills, who obviously had that frustrating loss to the Titans in Week Six. Yeah, um, there's no reason for them to go number three right now. Exactly. Exactly. Then you got them boys um, who remain number four. Um, they're five and one. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to their bye week. You know, uh, perfect time. You know, they rest some of their players. Of course. Yeah, I because mean, that good that is they dealing with a calf injury too. So exactly. So it's good that they didn't drop too far, or they didn't drop at all. They just stayed at number four. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah number five, you got the Los Angeles Rams, who. Did beat the Lions. I'm not a hundred percent sure they should have moved up two slots, but I think it's because well, of I numbers. think it's because what 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 we said on Monday, the Detroit Lions is the best 0 and 17 in NFL history. 
Gotcha. I think that's why. Like the potential's there. It's just that they just can't get past that last hump. And the Lions do everything at the Rams. <laughs> I see. And and the fact that uh, the fact yeah. that they were able to weather that storm and still come out with a win, like that's pretty significant. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and then we have the Green Bay Packers who stayed and remained at number six. Um, but it, it mentions that week one loss and as the first caveat there. I'm Which literally having to read this season. Yeah. I'm literally having uh, to read this season. But again, I think I told you that I didn't I didn't expect them to move here's, up. Here's um, here's the thing though, because tomorrow we're gonna do our Thursday night football prediction. I bet you if the Packers the lose, they're gonna they're gonna drop down to like number nine or number ten. That I can see happening, or they might. Rem- I think they might drop down to seven or eight. I'm gonna say seven or eight. Okay. Um, the one thing I do notice here: no Ravens. Right, no Ravens in the top well, seven. Well, right? we'll get to them. Hey. Because you think about it, they were at number five forever. So we got the Green Bay Packers we'll, at number six. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll get them there, dude. I didn't look. Yeah, I didn't. Side. I didn't look. I, I didn't. I didn't look at where they are. So I, I'm I just saying we'll, that there's we'll, no. We'll yeah. get to them. Let's get to number yeah, seven. Okay. We need to give all these teams kudos. Well, no, we're definitely going to give them kudos. But like I said, I didn't. I don't look at the list. I don't know who's after number seven. I have no idea. Uh, I just noticed immediately that the Ravens are not in the top seven. Okay. <laughs> um, but we have the Bengals at number the team seven. Who defeated those Ravens? I, and that's why that's what made me think about it. Like, oh, it's not the Ravens are finally out. Like, despite being in, you know, for several weeks, and we kind of questioned it. Um, but the Bengals, who needed this win, in order to say, hey, we're a pretty good team. And we, I, I know think- you guys want. to I feel like there was unfairly too much stock on the Bengals having to win this game. Mm, because I feel, I, I, so. I feel like the fact that they took the Packers to the brink like should have put some more respect on their names. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't. Well, now are you saying that the Bengals had to win this or the Ravens had to win this? No, no, the Bengals. I, I literally said if no. the Ravens I won this no, no, they would have been like top three if they won that game. They would have said, "Oh my goodness, the Bengals are really good." <laughs> and you know, I'm right. That's why you're laughing because you know I'm right. No, I think they probably they probably would have remained number four or five. Probably would have dropped the Bills down, maybe, um, or the Packers. You know, would have slid down one. I guess. Exactly. Uh, but the Bengals deserved it. I mean, they've been playing great defense. Joe Burrows and Jamar Chase have. You know, come together. It was a perfect draft by them. Um, I mean, it's just really good. Um, what Jamar Chase is able to do with Joe Burrow is, is perfect. Yep. Uh, so, obviously, it's working. And um, the Bengals are really doing a good job. They are. And they beat a good Ravens team. I mean, not even beat them, but I mean, they I mean, 41-17. Yeah, I mean, took advantage of all of the Ravens' weaknesses. And it and... was, you know, great defensive plan to basically contain Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And that didn't really help them open up that passing game. And 
the Ravens defense that we kept saying has been pretty suspect hmm. has been suspect. So, I, 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 I mean, and we always say like, there's always like that one week that you see defenses just go, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, Super Bowl caliber level defensive effort right here. But then the next week, you absolutely crap the bed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Baltimore Ravens defense. <laughs> and the Baltimore Ravens are number eight. I see dropping from number five. Uh, they hit their bye week at five and two, which is good. Top top ten still, uh, which is why I don't think the Ra- uh, I don't think the Packers would fall out. I think they would kind of just shift down, you know, one or two slots if they lose. Um, but I mean, can't count out Aaron Rodgers, and you can't count out the Packers defense because nope, they they've been playing pretty well. Um. Yeah, I mean, they lost. They lost. Dad. Yeah. Um, at number nine, you got the Los Angeles Chargers. Whom now everyone's calling their bye week their second bye week because of when they got you know crushed by the Ravens. Ha ha! It's really funny. Now let's hear let's hear people say the same thing about the Ravens. Because how apropos that the same week that the Chargers is on bye and they call it their second bye week, the Ravens get crushed themselves before their bye week. So I want to hear people have that same energy. I'm all about equality here, folks. I'm all about equality. I don't think they're going to have that same equality. I I don't see it happening. But to round out number 10, we got the Tennessee Titans. Who I'm surprised is number 10. You think they should be higher? I do. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we know that they lost to the Jets a couple weeks ago, and I think this is this list sometimes goes too heavy on the past and not the present. That's what I was saying uh, about the Packers this whole season. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's not just them, though. I mean, you think about it; it's not just the Packers. I mean, they're talking about Tennessee. Yeah, like I said, I always talk about how the Bucks stink it up, you know, against teams every I mean, week. Personally. That's I feel like that's more of an unfair thing within you but we're not going to go but i mean look at the first but look at the first sentence for even the chargers uh so justin herbert stunk up the joint two sundays ago in baltimore but it's like who cares like what like what are they doing right now well they're on a bye week right now that's what i'm saying but they're talking about two sundays ago i know (laughs) yeah forget that Forget two Sundays ago. What did they do? What did they do last Sunday? What did well, they do and that's why I'm always looking Sunday. at these power records and I'm always adjusting it because what did they do this week that'll adjust where they are for the power rankings? Not what happened in week one. Not what happened right. two Sundays ago. Which is why right. I have a real problem with them saying the Packers have now won six straight since their ugly week one defeat to the Saints. What the bleep does that have to do with anything? First, they Absolutely. said the Packers was done. Then they said Aaron Rodgers finally decided he wanted he wanted to enjoy playing football again. Now they're getting on him because he's he basically is claiming a stock in the Bears franchise. Mm. Like I don't understand why we go backwards to try to go forwards in these powers. Like it, it's unbelievable. But uh, some honorable mentions: number eleven going up four ranks. We have the Las Vegas Raiders, two and zero since. Gruden Gate. And that's even without Darren Waller playing too. I mean, that's pretty impressive. 
And of course, the fall from grace. We have the Kansas City Chiefs dropping five slots down to 14. It's not like they can't, it's not like they, they can't just wake up and start running the table. Like they could still do that. I feel like people are just like we've seen teams come back and make it to a wild card from like three and four, oh and two. Like I'm not saying anything yet about the Chiefs. I know it's fun to start kicking teams while they're down, but like that's that's uh, I, don't know I think that one. <laughs> yeah, I think stopping at New, I think stopping at New Orleans is good at number twelve. Um, I think. I think that's a good ending point because, like, like I said, it's still early. You mm-hmm. know, it's only seven weeks. We, we, we got yep. This week is the left. official midpoint of the season now. Yeah, we got the trade deadline. You know, coming soon, which I believe is this week. It is. Um, I don't think there's going to be anything crazy, but uh, we'll see what happens. He says um, that, and then the Bucks trade Ronald Jones, and he's losing his mind. Like, oh my gosh! Which I don't um, think they're going to do that. I don't think so. I mean, they they probably con- they probably would consider it, but well, I mean, I don't think so. You should always consider anything. I don't, I don't know. Consideration is a hard thing. It's a hard thing, man, because <laughs> Rojo. I mean, and, and they did let him shine a little bit. So I wouldn't it wouldn't put it past me like if somebody called and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you," you know. Whatever. I guess I mean, it would have to be. Ho- hopefully, you don't say it like that. I mean, it might. It's possible. So it's possible. I mean, you just never know, man. I mean, like I said, Rojo played really well. Um, you know, I think the early fumbles is really what what kind of just hurts his momentum. Mm-hmm. But, but you may tell you something else though, and and I'll let you get to the finale, ma. Finale, ma. The hex that's been on kickers this season continues. Man, fudge kickers. Okay, we're going to let Doc continue on with that. Yep. (laughs) I know the people heard this podcast on their favorite podcast platform. But if they didn't, they can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to not only hear this episode, but all of the previous, be sure to tune in tomorrow as we go over game two of the World Series, as well as deliver the news, the analysis. And the reads. <laughs> <laughs>